Hey everybody, welcome to Sniff Dog Talks Dogs. I'm Mary and uh, we'll be talking all things dogs, which is, I think, the best way to soothe the soul. Hopefully you feel the same. Um, I don't know about you guys, but when I was a little kid, when I was about seven, I remember wanting to be the lady at the vet that got to pet all the dogs. I didn't have any aspirations of being a vet or anything like that. I just wanted to be the person that got to pet the dogs all day. So that was my my high high thoughts at, at the age of seven. Um, so fast forward to 1998, and I met a incredibly adorable little Wheaton Terrier named Harry. And he was just a, a spitfire, just a little ball of attitude and terrierness, and he was just fantastic. He was just absolutely fantastic, and we bonded instantly. I I just remember him come running out of the kitchen and the almost the proverbial skidding to a stop, and we just sort of looked at each other and we're like, "Oh, okay, you're here, good." We just bonded instantly. Bonded. Um, the problem was that he wasn't mine. He was somebody else's dog. So it was a little tough for, for both of us. Um, but I've always loved dogs and, and he just kind of renewed that for me. Um, I loved his little absent minded professorness. He had his, his little personality and his likes and his dislikes. And, and he just reminded me of what a dog was really like. Um, you know, we had him growing up. We had a great dog named Sam growing up. He was absolutely fantastic. He was probably a mini poodle, maybe a cockapoo, I don't know, my brothers and my sister and I would be so mad when my mother would get him cut like a poodle. They'd do the whole poofy thing, and we, she would bring him home, and we'd say, Mom, he's going to get made fun of in the neighborhood, you know, <laughs> the poor thing. But um, I don't know, you know, meeting Harry, it was like, I mean, I, I just, I was like somebody who discovered something for the first time, you know, and I think no one else knows. I wanted everyone to know how fabulous he was, and just how fabulous dogs were. I think I just fell in love with dogs all over again, and I think it really was something, really was, you know, it was like everything. It was about something else, you know. Um, I'm the youngest of five, and I had three older brothers who were so big into sports and super popular and still are super popular. And then there were my sister and I, you know, and we were just kind of on the sidelines. And, you know, we just were in the background. We were always the supportive players. And, um, you know, we were always Scott's sister or, oh, you're Henry's sister. Or, oh, aren't you Paul's sister? And, you know, so it's just always kind of been like that. So here's this dog and he just thinks I'm fabulous. And he, he just, he did, he thought I was fabulous and it was mutual, but, um, you know, it, it felt great to be popular, even if it was just a dog that thought that, but, um, you know, I, I think sometimes for a lot of people, um, it's just easier to deal with a dog, you know, instead of people and they're more straightforward. They don't play games like people do unless they're terriers and terriers play games on people all the time. So don't ever turn your back metaphorically or physically on a dog, on a terrier. Um, you know, they're just like, they're almost like a whole different breed of animal, um, and in the dog world and out. But, um, I don't know, I guess I, I think it's probably obvious. I was looking for like a confidence booster or you know, funny to find it with a dog, but you know, I wanted to be an adult and I wanted to be responsible and, you know, I, I didn't own a plant. Um, I, I didn't even own a plant at the time. So, um, you know, so, so, you know, the problem was kind of twofold. I had, Harry wasn't mine and I also worked in a chiropractor's office. So it wasn't like there were a lot of dogs coming through the door. Um, you know, it, it just, they just weren't. And I actually don't even think one dog ever came into the office. Um, 
you know, so it wasn't like I got to talk dogs all the time. Um, and it would actually be another 10 years before Harry was mine. And, you know, fortunately, thank God he, you know, there did come that time. Um, and we had a um, fantastic almost five years together. It was just amazing. So he was a good dog. Kind of spoiled me for the rest of them. That was kind of tough. But, you know, in the meantime, I took care of patients, dogs and cats and, you know, it just wasn't the same. It wasn't like I could really talk dogs all day at, at the office. I mean, the chiropractor, she actually expected me to work for her, you know, not not sit and talk about dogs and book pet sitting appointments. I, I can remember so many times making her wait so that I could, um, you know, book an appointment, you know, for, you know, a client for pet sitting and, um, you know, that it was getting a little awkward. Um, and then my father died. So that put everything into a different perspective. Um, you know, that was the first trip through that, that scenario. Um, you know, there's, there's no guidebook to that. And, um, you know, the dogs made it easier though. Cause I, I still, I, I took time off from the office, but I got to walk the dogs. So that was really nice. Um, you know, it just made me realize like it just, there could be such a different environment and, um, you know, it could just be more fun and, and, you know, I could just be happier. So, um, that's kind of where the idea began to form, you know, for me to move more into the dog world, kind of like I wanted to when I was a kid. So I ended up pet sitting full time and I loved it. I absolutely loved it. I love being self-employed. I loved being with the dogs all day. I loved that I was working with people that absolutely loved their dogs and took such great care of them and all of that, but it was isolating. You know, it was like lonely. I lived alone again, no plan, you know, um, but it, it did. It got it got really lonely. Um, you know, the dogs are fabulous. The I mean, horses and rabbits and guinea pigs and all of that. But um, you know, there weren't many great conversationalists in that, and no days off. Um, anyone that I wanted to hire to work for me, uh, they worked for themselves. You know, it's not like it is today where everybody and the brother's uncle wants to be a dog walker. This this was twenty years ago. It was totally different. Um, you know, so I, I did a lot myself for years and, and it was, it was great. And I absolutely loved it. But then I started getting the idea that I wanted to open a pet boutique. I don't even know where that came from, but, um, I did, I started from scratch and, um, I, I learned so much. I learned so much about ordering dog food and accounting issues and, um, just everything. And, and it was fabulous. I mean, I remember going to my distributors for the first time and, I just, I was, oh, I can still feel it. I was so, it wasn't even overwhelming. It was just beyond fabulous. And and my sister was with me and I looked at her and I said, this is where it all comes from. It's just, just really great. Um, you know, so I, I had that store for over 10 years, you know, I loved it. I met the most fabulous people, I had the best customers, um, met the best dogs. It just, it was just really fabulous. Um, but I think it just, it just kind of came, it became more about, that everyone came in the door looking for a solution to a problem with their dog. Um, it wasn't, it wasn't so much that, that it, it was about like how like the spirit of a dog and the optimism of a dog and how they see the world. And I think I kind of became known as, you know, if you have a problem, you know, go and see Mary at Sniff Dog because she'll help you. And that was great. That was absolutely great. And it was great to be able to help so many dogs and, and, um, but it, it just kind of, it lost the fun for me. It lost the spirit of the dog. So sold the inventory, kept the name, of course. Um, the name had been, um, you know, it was named after Harry. So, so that was, that was 
you know, definitely there wasn't going to be a sale of the inventory without me keeping that. And it was great because Andy, who bought the store, wanted to, um, he had his own ideas for, for a name and he didn't even want it, which was great. Um, you know, the logo, the dog in the logo was designed after Harry. So it was really is important and, and it all worked out great. But, um, so now we're just online with funny quotes about dogs, you know, so many times there are play on words. They're, they're just a play, like a sniffing play on words, these colloquial sayings that we all know. And, um, it's, it's great. It, it's just all been such an amazing ride and just so crazy to end up here. And did I ever think I'd be doing a podcast? No, but, um, it's actually pretty fun, I think. And, um, I get to be creative all the time. I get to come up with new ideas. You know, I meet great people that love dogs like I do. I can see an idea to the end. You know, I, I have an idea, I follow it and I used to see it come to life. Like, um, you know, while I had the shop, we did our, uh, a sniff strong line of collars, which we're putting on the website, you know, collars and leashes and harnesses. And it was just an idea in my head. It was, um, you know, I live outside of Boston. And so with the Boston marathon bombing, it was just such a crazy, sad, horrific time. And, um, you know, it just made me, I just kind of got the idea of like, Oh, sniff strong, kind of like a, um, you know, way for the dogs to join in. And we ended up having a, um, a booth at the start of the marathon in Huffington for a couple of years. And that was great. Met so many great people from literally all over the world. I mean, you know, dealing with translators and trying to sell them a, a sniff strong collar and stuff. It was just fantastic. Met a lot of the elite runners and just really, really great. Um, but it's amazing. You know, you get to see a product like an idea in your head and <laughs> then all of a sudden it's, you know, there is something real and it's there and, and, um, you know, there's someone actually putting a collar on their dog and it's just amazing, just amazing. Um, and it just keeps getting better. You know, it, it just keeps getting better. It's more and more fun. So anyways, I could just talk about dogs all day long and how great they are. Um, but so I just want this to be a place for people to come for fun, uplifting stories. We'll do some interviews. Um, you know, there's, there's a lot that's happened with me personally with dogs, you know, over the years and just some of the real characters that I've met. I mean, just amazing, amazing dogs and, and, um, you know, some cats and rabbits and bunnies and horses and hamsters and hermit crabs. I took care of hermit crabs. I think they're called. Yeah. So, um, so anyways, so just a place to come and, you know, you can have some fun and, and, um, you know, just uplifting kind of stories. So if you like what you hear, you can always drop us a line, um, you know, info at sniffdog.com. You can always call, uh, 508-653-7387 is the number. And um, so we look forward to hearing from you and talking again. Thanks.